This is Headshots, the psychology and gaming podcast with your hosts, Josue Cardona, an engineer-turned-mental-health and ed-tech guru, and psychologist and game scholar, Dr. Kelly Dunlap. Hey listeners, Josue here. Kelly is not in this week. And instead, we have Laura Taylor, my very, very good friend and partner in crime over at Geek Therapy. Hello, Laura. Hello, Josue. Um, You're going to help me kind of make sense of these, uh, just this mess of notes that I have on my favorite game right now, which is No Man's Sky. Still your favorite game right now, huh? It, It is. It is. And... Man, I my notes are really crazy for for this episode. Um, <laughs> in in part because of so the, the game came out a, a month ago, not even and yeah, less than a month, but yeah. And the backlash online has been so strange uh, to make sense of it. Have you read anything that's going on online about the game? Not too much. Some, but. Uh... Yeah, usually stuff you throw my way. I I googled a few things, but I haven't seen any like crazy reactions. So, well, like, uh, yeah. So over the na- last few days, people are asking for refunds. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is that's really like such an extreme response. And you bought and so, the game. Yeah. You knew what kind of game it was gonna be. So that's the argument. The argument is that the the developers somehow lied to everybody. And the game that we have now is not the game that they promised or promoted. And to me, I don't believe that at all. Even there was a Reddit thread where people were comparing the things that um, Sean Murray, the, the lead developer at Hello Games who made the game, um, things that he said and what actually ended up being in the game. And that uh, that thread got so nasty that the the redditor who started it he he even closed his account so that the the thread would disappear. That's wow. my understanding. Yeah, and so the whole situation has been very weird. And part of it, a lot of people are talking about just the hype. There was too much hype behind it. That I don't know that somehow Sony like promoted the game or overpromised and. I don't know. So so maybe maybe I'm part of the problem. I hadn't even heard of the game until you told me about it. <laughs> so so maybe maybe so actually that's an excellent point, right? That's an excellent point because I think this is a this is an obvious example of a vocal minority. Right. Right? Because for me this is the game. See, and, and this is where I think I'm part of the problem. Um <laughs> talk about hype. This is when I first heard about this game and I first saw the footage, I thought, this is, this is the game I've been waiting for my entire life. <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating. That's, that's the kind of reaction that I had. Although I never, I never wrote that up. I never posted that anywhere. I wasn't, I wasn't saying that online like, mm-hmm. like some other people were. But that's what I was thinking. And I was very, very excited when the game came out. It's the first time in years that I wanted to take the day off when the game came out. You were so and, excited that yeah. you made me excited, and I went out and bought it like two days later. <laughs> I mean, and and so that's an example of like 
positive hype, or just just exactly, it's it's hype, right? It's the hype. I was I was like, I can't believe it. You you fell into it and and you bought it, but to think that it was it was me being excited about it that convinced you. That's and not, part of the problem. The hype. <laughs> well, well, okay, apparently, right? So that's what people are saying, and you know, like uh, I don't know, like talking heads, right? Game journalists are talking about how the it was just too hyped. It, there, there was just too much hype for this game. Now, I I still feel very distant from that because I I thought I knew what the game was going to be, mm-hmm. and the game is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Right? You described it to me. <laughs> I'd never heard of this game, and it is exactly what you told me it would be. <laughs> Yeah, um, the the official description on the website is No Man's Sky is a game about exploration and survival in an infinite procedurally generated galaxy. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what the <laughs> game is. <laughs> so I don't understand why people are are so up in arms about it. Even even if you take some of the things that Sean Murray said as as complete, like at their word, like if he said. Like people are complaining about what's at the center of the universe because oh. supposedly he said that it was a very, it was just something amazing, something I don't know what what people are saying, or what people understood from what he said, but then people are disappointed with it because I don't know it it didn't change their life. I don't understand. Right? <laughs> I don't know, and I know what's in. The, I haven't gotten there yet, but I know what's there. Um, again, for people who haven't played the game, how I described it is exactly it. You're surviving. You're you're exploring and you're in space and it's an entire universe that is procedurally generated. Discovering with... and naming everything you see and Yeah, but but the but the universe is building your own ship. <laughs> it's, it's like Well you don't build you don't build anything yet. Okay. Of. Well you fix up your ship. Well and there are building blocks in yeah. there. Right, but but again, like the the most impressive thing to me is the the procedurally generated universe part, which is this giant universe with eighteen quintillion planets is the number that they throw around, and the idea that those planets are not were not designed a particular way, they are being procedurally generated, which means that they are like just randomly being made mm-hmm. uh, within a, a particular set of parameters, and wow, I mean. I've seen some amazing planets that look a lot like the the type of media that they were showing before. But then, like for someone like you, you didn't see all that stuff before. So, right. were you, have you been impressed with the planets that you've seen? I've been I've been impressed. The game is beautifully done. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And every planet I've been on, I've only been on three planets. But that's the thing: you can just be <laughs> on one planet and be there for i don't know how long but for probably a month or two um just exploring yeah Uh, i think there's a kotaku article that talks about um this one guy who hasn't left the first planet or 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 i think he was still on his first planet which my wife still hasn't left her first planet really (laughs) okay so okay so she hasn't left her first planet I, I want I want to get into that in a second. Let me yeah. let, let me check yeah, my yeah. crazy notes. <laughs> right? There's um, so much to this game. I know. And and really I don't want to talk about the all this negative stuff that's happening. I don't at first I thought, hey, maybe we can talk about 
why people do this, why people get this way. And then I just I just realized that I'd be talking about haters yeah. and gaming and the in in gamer culture and I really wasn't in the mood. I I really want to celebrate um this game and some of the very interesting things that have come around it. And I just read an article that said um it was by Ben Kuchera at Polygon. I like I like his writing a lot. Uh, and he said, No Man's Sky story is being written by its haters. And, you know, that's kind of what we've been saying. There's a lot of – there's a vocal minority that is saying a lot of stuff. And now they're asking for their money back, which is weird <laughs> because especially like how many, how many hours did you put into it? And there's that whole discussion of – listen, I'm not sure how many hours I've put into it already. But it's way more than I've put in um, on many other $60 games. Right. So regardless of how many planets I've seen or if – see, it's like how many games do you get to the end and you're like, well, that wasn't satisfying. I want my money back. I don't, I don't know. This seems, <laughs> this seems extreme. You know, that even – you don't do that with a movie. It's like, oh, the movie was great. But that end, that last scene, didn't like it. I even if you back. don't like a movie, you don't get – well, you may ask for it, but you're probably you not going to get your money back. Yeah, it's just just the asking part, you know. Like if, whether somebody gives their money back, the money back or not, is really a business decision. That's, you know, what kind of policies you have. But just getting to that point seems excessive to me. But again, I don't want to. So basically, um, we got to say haters gonna hate. And, yes. And, yes. And talk about all the awesomeness that's in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, but there is one one thing I do want to say. Uh-oh. Which is that if you have seen any interviews with have have you seen any interviews with the creator of the no. game? The creator? No. All right. So his name is Sean Murray. And he is a very soft spoken gentleman who seems very, very nice. And my theory is that he is the kind of person that if you're a bully, you would oh. find as an easy target to bully. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the narrative seems to be around Sean Murray lied or Sean Murray did this or Sean Murray did that. And then um, kind of what, what Becky Chara is saying in his article is that nobody – like the only people saying something are the are the haters and the people who love the game. Like tons and tons of people are playing the game. You know, I was looking at the trophies and the trophies are not hard to get. Right. They're kind of – you know, they're pretty easy to get. And I was looking at the percentage of even the easy trophies. And either people aren't playing the game or so many people are playing the game that the percentage of people that got to that point is a very small number because just because of, the again, the number of people who, who have played the game. In the last, like, month or three weeks or whatever since the game has come out, every time I look at my friends list on PlayStation Network... Ninety percent of them are playing No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and even um, I, yeah. I mean that that's that's what it's like on my list too. And I think I think that's why probably Sony and Hello Games haven't responded much, except for issuing patch notes and you know fixing things that were that that have been coming up, but. They haven't said anything, probably because they're like rolling in all this money from 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 yeah. all the sales they got. So ultimately, everything that people um, are you know is complaining about. I mean, if 
I don't know. I, I don't understand how so many people are so disappointed by something. But again, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Moving on, I think people are bullying Sean Murray because he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. So do you remember how I described the game to you? You said you go in space and you explore. <laughs> no, no. What you said was you were like this. This world has universe has eighteen quintillion planets, and I said <laughs> I gave you that. Okay, I, you said that, and I was like eighteen quintillion. I don't even. I, I, How many I zeros? Can't, I can't yeah. even get past a trillion in my like mind. So um, that was cool, and then the idea that like the planets are all they they're all different and. You don't know what you're going to get and that you and I could be playing at the same time in the same world and never see the same things. Um, or like, yeah. yeah, be in the same universe, universe right? Like universe. we're all in the same universe. Yeah. And, 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 and never, never see. Well, yeah. And I don't think, I think some people might've been thinking this thing was going to end up being like a MMO. I remember on the first day Somehow, some way, I read an article that two people were on the same planet and mm-hmm. and somehow figured this out, and they ended up in the same spot. Somehow they figured out how to work that out through messaging, and they couldn't they couldn't see each other, and they were yeah. in the same spot. Yeah, and so and so that's one of those controversial things that hasn't yeah. been addressed. Um, I don't know what to say to that. Like, I'm not. I'm not defending um, either side on that, except that yeah. the comments that have come out were like, he was just shocked that anybody, that any two people found each other. <laughs> right. Well, because um, it's all random. Yeah. And there's and there, enough planets that you could have your own million planets. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of that's kind of uh, that's exactly how it is. And the fact that two people found each other, the response seemed to be um, from not just from Hello Games, but from other developers who have written about this. It's that listen, maybe it is possible in the code, or it, but it's kind of it might be turned off. Mm-hmm. It might not actually be that two people can actually see each other. Um, that part is really weird because if you pause the game things stop like i don't know i've been thinking about that um if two people are actually in the same place i'm not sure how yeah. that would work but there is the you know uh like a non-synchronous uh, aspect to it where I, if i name a planet and you find it everything that i named you'll see how i named it and what i did there yeah and eventually there will be other things um added to it that's what they've said such as like bases and things like that so i might build i might build something and on then a planet, be able to see and yeah. you could find it yeah so uh, one of the ways I, I I see the game is as Minecraft in space, and so except have you that played... you just said you can't build anything yet. Yet, yet. <laughs> you right? can just destroy stuff. That is true. That is true. But there is so so. There's the I, I do want to touch on. It. Do you play Minecraft at all? I've played some Minecraft. Some. Okay. Um, I have a hard like... time with games that <laughs> don't have a story, and I still haven't played Minecraft Story Mode. But yeah, I have played Minecraft, and then I gave up before I finished <laughs> building my first building. But it was fun while it lasted. Right. Well, it is one of those games where you you're just given a sandbox, and mm-hmm. and that's exactly what what No Man's Sky is. 
in to a large extent. I mean, there are certain objectives and there are, but just like in Minecraft, you can uh, find the ender, uh, fight the ender dragon if you want, mm-hmm. but you don't have to, you know, it's technically like a boss battle sort of thing. You don't have to do that. Um, you could just play, you can play that game however you want and you can generate planets or, or um uh, game areas with different parameters and you can also have it like randomly generate and it's funny because in in no man's sky instead of going to a menu and generating a new planet you have to fly to it right and you don't know you, what you're gonna end up at next yeah 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 and and i don't know i think there's a lot of parallels between minecraft and no man's sky and there are same reasons why like minecraft i i've played the survival a little bit but I do like kind of just seeing what the happens. Freedom. Yeah, and just exploring and trying different things out. And the crafting stuff is 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 fun sometimes, and sometimes it's not. Right now, the the thing I've been doing the most in the game is building this gigantic um, building. <laughs> and now, listen, on the console versions, it's really hard to build stuff because you have to go brick by brick on the computers you can do things a little differently yeah. but so i'm i'm building this beautiful like glass uh and snow building um on this snowy landscape and i've only been able i haven't even finished the first floor and i've been working on it for months on and off and but there's something there's something relaxing about that and there's something that feels really good about the creation aspect of it. And I think that, you know, just like Minecraft evolved over time, I think No Man's Sky will probably evolve over time because yeah. it did sell enough and people have played it enough to justify them doing all the things that they say that they want to do. And and there's a, there's a lot to do in, in the game. Uh, I was just watching a video about different things you can do in the game, and I was shocked by a few of the things that I saw because I didn't know you could do that in the game, actually. Huh. Um, and I won't say what they are, but Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> but but uh, that's there's a lot there's a lot to do there. Um, so I th- I think it's a lot like Minecraft. Uh, we don't have to talk about that more because yeah, but you, I know because you, you have like you have like notes. I have like notes a million upon more notes. notes upon notes. I, I do, I do, but but there, we can't really talk about the Minecraft comparison if you haven't played it a lot, and and I haven't played a, a ridiculous amount of Minecraft either. But but I don't think I love the setting of No Man's Sky so much more than I do <laughs> Minecraft. Yeah, that what I was getting from Minecraft, I think now I will get from from No Man's Sky, and. And this is kind of the, the next thing I want to uh, get to, which is that be, with a sandbox like this and with so many different elements, there are many different ways that you can play the game. Yes. So so I want to hear how you play. And, <laughs> and But maybe first how your wife plays, because you said she it, hasn't, she hasn't left, the first, left the first planet yet. And she's, so play, she's played more than I have, I okay. think, at okay. this point. Um, so how does she play? Because okay, so her way of playing, she doesn't want to destroy anything because you're trying to collect in the game. You're trying to collect materials to be able to build things to fix up your ship or um, sell or all kinds of stuff. You need you need 
carbon to be able to power your your health systems and life support. So that's the survival aspect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And on some planets where I ended up there's radiation and you need to power the hazard suit and the life support. So you need mm-hmm. even more. Um but the way my wife plays is she um says she's not going to destroy anything. So you can have there's different ways. You can use your mining laser to destroy trees and rocks and and creatures and everything in in sight basically. But she'll only go to some plants you can collect from rather than destroy. Um, yeah. And she wants to see how far she can get through the game without killing anything, basically, or destroying a planet um, and, and strip mining it. She doesn't want to strip mine it. Um, even the creatures, there was a glitch that just got fixed that you couldn't because you can scan all the creatures and you can collect all the data and you get something if you get you get m- more money if you collect all the information for the planet and the flying creatures you couldn't scan those unless you killed them first so now and she wouldn't or, do that. or if they landed and and or if they landed the yeah 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 but yeah, so I she wouldn't, she wouldn't get any of those flying creatures because she didn't want to kill them yeah um so yeah She's doing everything without using her mining laser. So, so to me, this is kind of mind blowing because, again, it depends on the planet. But there are a lot of plants that um, some give you th- like thamium, some give you carbon. I've seen platinum, and I'm sure there's there. There's ways to get, there's ways to get plutonium uh, without because they'll be in uh, cargo drops in boxes oh, around. Oh, that's true. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And she's getting huh. money through um in those cargo drops you get items you can sell. Yes. Okay. So okay. so she's she's got so but she's decided that this planet is like her planet and hmm. she wants to explore as much of it as possible. You never forget your first planet. That's right. Um that, that's that's really interesting. That's really interesting. And I think that plays a lot into, you know, there there are planets where if you mine enough, there's this race of robots called the Sentinels mm-hmm. that are kind of, see, they're really. They really ins- don't like me. They don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they're, but it's weird depending on how you look at them. And also there are different alien races in the universe and each race sees the Sentinels in a different way. Mm-hmm. And the way the Korvax see them is as protectors, right? Of, right? of everything, of nature and stuff like that. So if you're out in space and you attack another ship, the you get a sentinel patrol unit or something like that. I haven't or seen Starship. this yet, but then I haven't attacked anybody. Yeah, so so <laughs> and I did that by accident. I was mining an asteroid and I accidentally it has like this auto-aim feature. Mm-hmm. And the and the ship kind of like flew right in the path of oh. my my photon cannon, <laughs> and I attacked it. So then it came back at me, and then I destroyed it. And then there was a Sentinel spaceship. And again, that's one of those things where I, I didn't know you could do that. Um, so then I I, I ran away. <laughs> but so so in space, they're like keepers of the peace. They're like space cops. But on a planet, they're, you know, they're I, still kind of like. 
They're like space park rangers or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the point I was trying to make where they seem to care, you know, about the planet that they're on and they don't want you mining it. No. You know, they so if you mine a lot, I love it when like they come over and they'll scan the the rock first and they're like, "Wait a minute, it's missing." And then it comes and looks at you. <laughs> It's well, like, what are you doing? And different planets have different levels of sentinel, uh, like, interference. So the planet yeah. I'm on is covered in mountains of gold. And this is why I've only been on three planets, because I've <laughs> been taking the exact opposite stance of my wife, and I am strip mining all the gold <laughs> from this planet. Um, but the sentinels don't care on this planet that you're on. For the most part. There, so, I have had an issue where I got a really high wanted level and had to jump out into space and then come back <laughs> down in a different place. Um, but for the most part, they come up and scan the rock and then go away and leave gotcha. me alone. And then I just go back to mining. Um, so yeah. I wonder I wonder how much of that is – like if the level of um, – security or whatever it's called. Um, I wonder if that's also random or if it depends on the number of resources on the planet. Hmm. Like maybe a planet that's already barren is low on resources and they're trying to preserve it. But if a planet is just full of gold everywhere, like whatever, you can take the gold. You know? Or yeah, I wonder if at one level it'll yeah. change. So one one thing that is wonderful and also kind of absurd is that each planet is so large and some planets are much larger than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on moons that I couldn't like. You're actually flying around this entire thing, right? They are yeah. they are so large, and there are planets that are just so so big um, that it's really hard. Like it doesn't surprise me that that someone learned an entire language while they were on one planet because yeah, some of the planets are really that big. And. Um, and yeah, so the Sentinels are, are interesting. So so that's the way you're playing, and you've only been to three planets. Have you left your system yet? I did leave my first system. I'm on the second system. In the first system, I went to two planets. This one, I've only been to one. And I've okay. stayed there because I wanted all the gold. And now <laughs> I have, I've got two million units, which is enough to buy a new ship. So I think I'm... I always think I'm ready to move on, and then I see another thing of gold, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to land and go get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I could do this forever, I think, on this planet. Um, so I'm going to take that comment that you just made. <laughs> <laughs> right? And and I, how many hours do you think you've done that? I, it's, I lose track of time when I'm playing. Um, yeah. yeah, me too. I don't know. Since I started trying to keep track, which is very little, like probably like 10% of the time maybe, I've listened to three podcasts, so that's maybe three hours. <laughs> okay. Total? You've played in the game? or No, no, no. Just on no. this planet, That's only, and that's not that much. So I'd say I've been on this planet mining gold maybe. No. That's three hours for mine, just for just mining, just mining. Okay, okay. So that doesn't count like that doesn't count me and... trying to get all the other, the store. Like, oh, there's a ruin, so I gotta go learn some of the language. Yeah, <laughs> talk to some aliens. Talk to some aliens. <laughs> go discover animals. Yeah, scan right. Okay, all that yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah. I mean, 
like you said, there's so much to do, and there's all these uh, waypoints. So you're like, oh, I'm going to come here. Oh, there's a knowledge stone. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a building. Oh, there's a drop pod. <laughs> kind of lose track of time. I've played, I have no idea how long I've played. I have. It'll tell you to... on the game. In the options, I think. In your journey, maybe in your journey. It, it should tell you. Does it? Okay, I've. I've I thought I remembered it. Sure I could be wrong. I could be thinking about some other game that tells me how long you've played, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to find out because I've listened to many audiobooks and uh, <laughs> podcasts while I've been playing. And for me, for me, this is the perfect, that perfect type of game. Um, Minecraft is that type, mm-hmm. type of game for me. To an extent, Destiny was that type of game for me. And, and it's funny because <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. One of the reasons, one of the things that I thought was so cool about the Destiny reveal was that when you were in a fire team uh, and you got another person, you would see the person's ship come down and they would teleport the person right next to you and then the ship would fly away. Mm-hmm. That never made it into the game. That is not in the game. That is not true. And I don't yeah. remember people like wanting to burn Bungie down. Right. Um, well, but, they kind of did for other reasons with Destiny. Uh, <laughs> Again, that's one, of, that's one of those games where, I mean, Destiny just celebrated Destiny. Uh, there was a Destiny fan convention in Florida this weekend. Mm-hmm. That community is so great. It is so great. And some of the best gaming experiences I've had um, – are on Destiny. But one of the things I love about Destiny is the idea that you have these different planets to explore, you know? You remember, like, when you were, oh, now you can go to the moon. Oh, now you can go to Venus. Now you can go to Mars. It's like, oh, man. And now, compared to what No Man's Sky does, that is nothing. (laughs) Right. Right? There is no... It's almost not comparable, kind of that sense of awe and um, surprise and kind of... You know, because in Destiny, every planet is just one small player area that loads, and then there's another player area. And here you actually have entire planets to explore. So the scale, the sci-fi aspect of it is 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 just incredible to me. Like I love, I won't leave a system until I visit every single planet and every and every moon, just because I want to see what's there. I'm very very curious. Wow. Even if I don't scan everything, um, and so I visited quite a few planets. Maybe two dozen, you know, maybe I don't think I've visited 30 planets yet. Um, mm-hmm. I am on my I am on my 10th system. Wow. And I have an Atlas Pass. And See, I, have, I don't have one of those yet. Yeah. No, no. There's 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 a lot to do. Um, and it doesn't I've, explain a lot. So <laughs> so. That's true. Again, I think that's part of the exploration piece, right? Yeah. You're kind of just picking up pieces as you go along. When I visited, because I've traveled to multiple systems, all of a sudden there were these cues like, oh, there's an anomaly. I was like, oh, what? What's, What's an, an anomaly? anomaly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you fo- and, you, and then you can ignore it or you can follow that to its conclusion and then you're led to other things and mysteries and all, all kinds of cool stuff. And so the way I've been playing is I've been focusing – on uh, language acquisition. Mm-hmm. So I really, really want to learn. Uh, I want to become fluent in Corvax, but I think I'm actually, um, I actually know more Vikine. <laughs> um, Have you met both of those yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I've met the Gek. 
and they're the, the only Vakeen. ones you've met. I've met the. Oh, I started with the Vakeen, and then I, okay. the next system I went to was the Gek. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I know a little bit of all three languages. Gek is the one I know the least mm-hmm. of, but um, I know a lot of Corvax, a lot of um, Vakeen. And then when you talk to aliens, once you start learning more and more of the language, mm-hmm. the puzzles start getting easier. Anyway, but I'm I'm kind of I'm really excited about learning the languages. And as I'm doing that, or as I'm traveling, um, doing that, I'm. I've already managed to I maxed out my multi tool. And what? yeah, and then kind of like what you're doing with the gold, mm-hmm. I decided to I found a system where I've spent hours and hours mining in space. Okay, so okay. mining asteroids. Now, the reason is because there's a lot of resources in space too, and the sentinels will come after you for mining in space. And holy shit, I'm mining asteroids in a video game. <laughs> and it is so cool. <laughs> right. So I'm just flying around, listening to my podcast, listening to my uh, audiobooks, and I'm just mining asteroids uh, like crazy. And I've found resources that were, I can't, it also depends on what uh, kind of star system you're in. Mm-hmm. But I found a star system that had uh, resources that were uh, worth more than gold oh. out in the asteroids. So. Yeah, so I did a lot of that. I think I got to five million units, and yeah. I just, ah, yeah, yeah, and I just bought a ship with twenty-eight slots. Okay. Now I know I'm far maybe from the. Maybe I, I cut my limit at two million. Now yeah, maybe yeah. I need to stay on the planet and get gold till it's three million. It'll only take <laughs> me like another hour. Maybe, two. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I can that kind of stuff is fun, right? Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stop here. I'm gonna upgrade my ship, and then I'm gonna move on. And I'm you have all the freedom, <laughs> <laughs> but but you have the freedom to do that. You could stay around and get ten million or twenty million, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how how much fun it would be over the long term. But you have that option, and you have so many other things to do. So I've been playing mostly as an explorer. Like I've tried to avoid all sorts of confrontation. I've tried to not engage the sentinels. I've tried to learn as much language as possible. And now any planet I go to, I'm trying to get uh, 100% of the species so that I can uh, go up in those milestones for the trophies, of course. Trophies. (laughs) Yeah, I've gotten more than 50% of the trophies now. What? I think I've only gotten like three trophies. (laughs) No, it's a – it's there's just a lot to do. Mm -hmm. And like I said, there are things that I haven't done. So I'll I'll tell you um, one thing that I've done. I'm on my second black hole now. What I haven't even I haven't seen I know black I know hole. I know I know yeah I I I I'm I'm trying not to like spoil t- too much right but well, but it's space there's there's, there's space yeah 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 and so I was like I just discovered a black hole and then it's weird because there uh, there's planets kind of around the black hole so I'm mining for asteroids with a space station kind of in my in my view a black hole in the background and a giant planet right here. And all this stuff going on. And sometimes I just stop and I look at the game. I'm like, this is this is so much fun. Like this is this is so many different things that I like. And again, it's like that sense of uh I don't know. I really do I don't know, like feel wonder and awe when I when I see something <laughs> like that. Because like there's and and you can you know, there are there are complaints about and 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 I want to kind of touch on these briefly, like um, uh, 
that it's repetitive, right? And yeah, it I can get that way a little bit. It can if you want it to be, you know. I like, was having a hard time until I started listening to podcasts while I was playing. It did get a little repetitive for me. But that is, but that's kind of the that's what the game is, though, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like like. Tetris is repetitive, right? Like, you know what you're getting yourself into every yeah. single time. Yeah. And the pieces fall in a different order and, and things like that. But you kind of know what it is, right? I think the the allure maybe of a procedurally generated universe is that you can't procedurally generate an infinite number of new experiences and mm-hmm. things either, right? Like, there yeah. are some parameters um, that are contained there. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the same thing, but it's on a – on a huge scale? It's on a gigantic scale. Anyway, but yeah. it is what it is. Like Minecraft is the same way, right? And you find a creative way to kind of work with all that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I do get that one. I do get how it could be repetitive, but I there are very few games that you could argue aren't repetitive. Aren't, yeah. yeah. And there, what, what, um, what does happen in this game is that there is no – there's no like skill cap necessarily, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't particularly get harder. So in that sense, it could get boring. Yeah, because there's no increase in like danger sense of yeah. like, I need to, this is harder. I'm accomplishing something. The only thing you can accomplish is what you want to accomplish or getting to the center of the universe. And exactly. So, what was so disappointing to people? <laughs> exactly. And to some people. To right? some people. Uh, some yeah. people. The haters. Uh, most people haven't gotten there anyway. Right. So, um, but the, there, again, there, there is no skill cap. It, the, the skill level is also kind of random. Mm-hmm. I think that certain things start to change as your level advances. So, or for example, I bought a new ship that had 28 slots, and now I'm starting to see ships that are bigger. Uh-oh. But they're also more expensive. So <gasps> that kind of gate is opening up. Um, and I believe, like, I've seen on uh, in videos and photos that there are different types of sentinels that look like um, like AT-ATs from Star Wars and things like that. What? Um, yeah, there are also – I haven't seen those in the game. So I've I wonder only ever if, seen the little floaty eye-looking things. Yeah, me too. So I wonder if as you're getting closer to the the, the center of the universe, things are changing, like, uh, you know, and, and what changes. And again, like, if if you find a planet that is environmentally dangerous or the like animals the are more aggressive. one that I started at? <laughs> Radioactive yeah. planet. That's kind of funny. Um, but I again, thought I like, was going to so die. <laughs> In fact, I did die within the first, sure. like, five minutes of playing. Yep. <laughs> Because I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. But but I, th- I think even just talking about it, you can see that there are so many variables. Like how many hours are you putting into the game before you realize, well, this is getting kind of repetitive. Well, is that okay after 50 hours? Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, that's that's very subjective. Kind of the same idea of like how – what is a $60 game worth to you? What should right. that be? How long should it be, et cetera? And there really is no answer, and that's very personal. And mm-hmm. for me, like I said, I've I've put way more money, I mean, way more time into this game than I have many other $60 um, full-price purchases. 
Um, you so don't those are, make full price purchases. I usually don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Although this episode of the last one, I've I've gone against that rule. I um, yeah, yeah. But then another aspect of it is this idea of loneliness. Yes. Um, have you like? How do you feel about that complaint or that? Not even, not even a complaint. It almost seems, you know, some people are having that experience that they're feeling a sense of an actual like psychological sense of loneliness while they're in the game. And like, what do you think about that? I, like I said, like before the podcast and listening to that, it it was very lonely for me. The music is very relaxing. um, And I love the soundtrack. After a while, it starts making me, because you don't run, you do run into aliens, but you don't run into that many. And it's not like they're walking around the planet or anything. You have to go find them and go inside and talk to them. And you only see them for a little bit. And I just, I get, it does get lonely. Um, and, you know, listening to podcasts and, and, or even music with words in it, something with a voice, (laughs) um, is kind of helps negate that and let me, uh, lets me keep going without feeling like I'm lost. Yeah, there is. Um, there are times when you're just walking and there's nothing. Right. Um, but there are also planets that look like a scene uh, from Jurassic Park with mm-hmm. things running around all over the place, some flying, some in the water. Even on the same um, planet, it can yeah, be like yeah. that. You can be walking along and there's nothing Maybe a little outpost here or there or an abandoned building. and There is a very strange sense of like, um, well, that feels additionally desolate, right? Where it's like maybe there was something here and now there's nothing there. And and then Um, you're like, what happened to these people? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of part of the lore and the mystery of it. Um, But the loneliness part for me is interesting because, again, I'm, I'm trying to think, what are people looking for? in this game or what was their expectation right did they think it was going to be like a mmo with with like aliens everywhere and yeah other people trying to discover things and like ice to discover yeah Um, or you know do you want like a crowded area like assassin's creed right where there's just people walking around um it's i i think it just goes down to like what people are expecting and i again i Going back to Destiny, I love it when you're in Destiny and you see random people go by and they help you out or something. But sometimes those people are also very annoying. Yeah. And they get in your way. And and I wish that they weren't there. (laughs) Right? Um, So – but I know that they're there. I know that's just part of the game. And in this game, I never expected – all the pictures were of landscapes, right? Right. I think uh, I remember reading a headline that said – uh, no Man's Sky isn't really an exploration game. It's a photography game, <laughs> right? It's like it's just trying to create these uh, vistas and these beautiful um, settings for you to take pictures of. And Which is one of the first and things I, and, my wife did. <laughs> um, and, and she shared it on yeah. Facebook. And I think her mom might have thought that it was a real picture. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are some. There are some. I've been on some planets that are just like dry and barren, and there's actually no life whatsoever on it. Wow. And yeah, and um, 
and it's not, and it's like kind of red and brown. But I've been on others that have red and purple um, grass and floating um, arches and water. I, and, yeah, I'm on a tropical if, oh, have you ever gone with water. Have you ever gone into the, like the reefs? No. And seen underwater caves? Oh. I always, I'm scared to go in the underwater caves because I thought I was going to drown and die. You can. You can drown. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to die. But you can upgrade your exosuit <laughs> to breathe underwater for longer. Yeah, but. I'd still drown. <laughs> no, not I mean not for a while. Um, again, I like I don't I don't I can just imagine somebody listening to our conversation mm-hmm. and not believing that everything that we're saying is possible in the game. You know, when this game and first started coming out, or when it first came out, we would text each other like, "Well, this is this <laughs> thing that I found. I didn't even know you could yeah. do that." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, like I think uh, one of my friends who ended up buying the game, he told me like, "Oh, like I'm not hearing great things about it. Uh, what do you think of the game?" And I sent him one of those <sighs> descriptions of like, "I'm currently circling a, a planet in the orbit of a black hole where I'm mining like I don't know what on an asteroid on this planet that has purple grass." Or like I gave him one of those descriptions. Yeah. He was like. Get the fuck out. Like, that is not that, – like, that's impossible. I was like, listen, man, this is just – This is what it is. This is what it is. This is what I'm – this is how I spend my time now. <laughs> I'm jumping from planet to planet. And I don't know. And I added something like, oh, I'm I'm trying to – or I just I, I just crafted some antimatter so I can upgrade or so I can fuel up my hyperdrive so I can jump to another system, you know. Mm-hmm. And none of this is made up. Like, this is this is how you play the game. Uh, and just the fact that we can say that and have that conversation <laughs> yeah. is so is still so exciting for me, even after all these hours that I've put in. And it's one of those games where I, my girlfriend doesn't play a lot of games, and I'll I'll be like, you have to see this. Like this is look at how beautiful this planet is. Like look at mm-hmm. like just come over here for a second, you know. Um, I that alone makes it. I'm I'm okay with calling it a walking simulator, you know. Like I'm not offended by 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 uh, or it doesn't bother me to even refer to it that way because I've spent I already got the gold trophy for walking, and I'm sure a lot of people have, right? Because I'm just walking around these planets trying to find stuff, using a jetpack to jump over mountains and hills, and it's also a flight simulator. It's also a flight simulator. Oh, man. And it's not the best flight simulator, but no other game lets me land on a planet or or, or be on one planet, look up into the sky at another planet and And activate my pulse engines. (laughs) Yeah, and activate my pulse engines and fly through space from one planet to another. Mm -hmm. Every time that happens, I mean, that has not lost its appeal. (laughs) Especially when when I'm going to a new planet that I've never discovered. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, you're going for resources and, and, you know, that first moment when you go out into space and you see like, oh, look, there's a space station. And it's like, oh, it'll take you nine hours to get there with how you're accelerating. You're like, how is that? How is that possible? And, and then it's you the speed truth. up. It will take you. And then you're like, oh, but I have a pulse engine yep. and I have a boost and I have all this other stuff and and a hyperdrive. So, man, I mean, this is like such a sci-fi fantasy come true. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. That, that, that's why I wanted to have this conversation to kind of touch on some of the stuff that people are saying, but mostly just celebrate like how much I'm enjoying this 
and maybe actually I I think the why is because I I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid. Sci-fi is probably my favorite genre. I love Really? I love something something even like like Mass Effect. I love Mass Effect because there's different alien races and you get to visit different planets. It's so funny cuz I am not other than Star Wars, <laughs> I am not a sci-fi person and I am enjoying this really? game. Like hmm. I like sci-fi like but yeah. it's not what like drives me. I love fantasy. I love yeah. Lord of the Rings and D&D and all that kind of stuff. And um so I wasn't too sure and and I'm iffy about it. There's a lot of sci-fi movies. I'm like, eh, I don't know." And then I go and I like it, but it's not my favorite thing. But this so I think is I don't know. It's just it's I think it's just it's beautiful game and it's relaxing. So there there is it is fantastical though, right? Yeah. You go to these planets that look like no, no planet you've ever seen before and these animals that some of them look really cool. Some of them look so weird. Some of them are them very really weird, and naming them yeah. has been really fun. <laughs> I had like a backwards-footed ring head or something is what I named something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think I think that's a very like uh, again like a fantastical, and in, in the sense that it's it's something you couldn't imagine, right? Um, yeah, and I think that that could. That's probably very appealing. Well, and um, I even, liked Destiny because it was very like, yeah, it was it was like space. Well, yes, yeah. but it was like <laughs> it was like space fantasy. Like you have wizards and, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. All, yeah, so it was the lines. Yeah, are exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. game, I think, I think you're right. Like there, like I can compare some of these creatures to like mythical creatures from. It's a lot of space magic in this one. Space magic. <laughs> well, I mean, and as you proceed, there there will be things that you'll find that um, do have kind of a they may they may have a scientific explanation according to the game, but you could see them as mystical um, stuff surrounding the atlas and things like that. Like you know, you hear about that, you're like, what is that thing? You know, and mm-hmm. and but again, like for for me, it's just like a sci-fi dream come true and. It is just a big sandbox, and it is just a big place to fly around in and do tedious stuff in. Like, I can understand that perspective, but it is it is the best way to do any of those, or and, and really the only way to have any experience like that. Because every space game I've ever played, you know, you load your, your space flights, to, you know, in space, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't get that feeling of landing and, and going somewhere else. Yeah. And you don't actually like I've, I, I love like rogue squadron is, is one of my favorite games and well, you and I have played battlefront. Yeah. Right. Um, and I suck. I've gotten most at flight simulators, <laughs> but rogue squadron was one of my favorite games. Um, I could, yeah, I could handle and, the controls in that one, <laughs> but you know, like every level was just like you were in the middle of a battle mm-hmm. started and ended in space for the most part and battlefront i've spent most of my i've earned more most of my xp doing the x-wing or tie fighter modes yeah. and and i i love that feeling and i love that uh that type of gameplay and then to do it this way is just again it's mind-blowing like i can't believe that 
that I, I get to play a game like this. And now I'm hopeful that more games will do, will like see what's being done here and maybe, you know, at least, again, it's just that feeling, like I, I was mentioning Mass Effect before. Mass Effect had this weird thing where you just saw the map and then you moved a very little ship from one planet to another. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was amazing. I thought that that was really cool. It's like, oh, I'm traveling to another star system. I'm going to this gate. I went to this thing. And now it's like, nope, I'm doing that myself. Yep. I can kind of steer with my pulse engine on, you know, I kind of move over in this direction and I can upgrade my hyperdrive. And again, like this, are, this is just like so many childhood and adult fantasies come true in one game. And, and I'm looking forward to just like Minecraft has iterated and added so many things over time. I'm really excited about the kind of things that they're going to add to this game. And I see the same kind of, it may not have as, as big of a cult following because uh, Minecraft is just incredible. The, the, that community is just, I don't, under, I don't understand how I've bought the game. I think I've bought the game five times already, Minecraft, which is kind of absurd. Five times? Yeah, because I have it on 360 and Xbox One because like, you could upgrade it for cheaper than that on PS3, um, PS4. I have it on Vita. I think I bought it on mobile. I'm not sure. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll, like, I'll, I'll just jump into Minecraft for a few minutes. That's kind of cool. And also, like, oh, they added a new feature. I want to try that out. I want to see how that works. And hmm. I can see lots of people coming back to No Man's Sky every time there's an update. Yeah. And and a lot of things just changing. I could see people, and, yeah, kind of drifting off and trying other yeah. things. I think, I think most games are like that, right? And yeah. Very few games gave you a reason to come back. I think that's one of the things that Destiny did so well mm-hmm. for so long. <clears throat> you know, having like a weekly event and things like that. And, you know, like a part of me really wants to see – I want to see things that maybe branded stuff come into the game. Like maybe there's a Halo um, uh, structure, you know, like if there's an eventual like Xbox One release or if there's, I don't know, maybe Deep Space Nine shows up, right? <laughs> and and all of a sudden you can, you know, it, there's a space station that looks just like Deep Space Nine. And you could do stuff like that. Um, you know, the Death Star shows up. Uh, and, you know, there's like this quest to find it. Like I, I'm sure they could add stuff like that. But but even further than that, I think there's also like an opportunity to to use it in education the same way that um, Minecraft has an education mode uh-huh. or an education. It used to be a mod essentially, and now yeah. there's an official Microsoft uh, EDU um, version. I think that there's a lot of cool things that could be done there, especially since where you're you're using um, elements, right? Mm-hmm. I believe all the ele- at least most of the elements are real, and um, you know the crafting and all of these things. You could add elements to that that make it uh, more, more educational. educational. Yeah, and and the thing that I'm most excited about, and that I hope uh, comes soon, sooner than later, is VR support. Oh, because Minecraft just got uh, VR. Um, like official VR support. And it's so interesting to see how it changes the experience, how, you know, trees are gigantic and creepers are taller than you and they're scary and, right. you know, um, things like that. And I can just imagine walking up to a really, really huge animal in No Man's Sky in VR. I'm a little getting- scared if one of those dinosaur looking things that I saw that attacked me <laughs> that I called a face yeah. biter 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be scary in VR. I, no, no. I think I think I'd be scared of even a sentinel just scanning me like uh in VR. But what I'm most excited about is flying out of a planet and flying through space in VR. You know, Battlefront is getting VR support in All these people are going to try and make me months. throw up my motion sickness. Uh, <laughs> it, it ain't about you. I uh, know, I know. <laughs> But I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that X-Wing mission. You know, apparently it's just going to be one mission in Battlefront that allows you to do VR. But you're going to sit in the cockpit of an X-Wing and look around. Um, And the way the demo starts is that you're actually standing outside of the X-Wing and you can look around, look at all the different parts of it. And then when you're ready, you get into the cockpit and then you're flying and you're out in space in the middle of this battle. And I would love to – I think that that's actually – I think Might they should have one in the in the land battles too. They should do uh, that. Oh yeah, like VR yeah. across the board. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there will be eventually. But just like we're getting started, and mm-hmm. but the idea of like the Death Star run in VR. Yeah, yeah. That sounds a little overwhelming to me, though. Like having Tie Fighters all over the place. Like I can see how that could be overwhelming. But No Man's Sky seems like the perfect type of game for that because it's so quiet just, most of the time exactly and you just and you're, look, just you're gonna hike through nature and you could you imagine around. having to like step that many times or something no that would not be okay <laughs> <laughs> a lot of weight would be lost in the united states and around the world <laughs> more than a lot because of, of much pokemon more fit go. people <laughs> more than because of pokemon go yeah yeah man yeah i mean is there is there anything that you want that you wish that would come to the game Soon or eventually? Um, I don't know. Like, I want to see it's procedurally based, and they've already got all their planets, and it's all. But I'd like to see more than just nature planets. Like, have a city planet. That would be kind of cool. Oh, like more civilization yeah. type stuff. Yeah. 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 Um that is that is actually a, a good point. The game is kind of there are very interesting things like every single planet that you visit is quite barren. There are no cities. Mm-hmm. There are no communities. Um there's also a lot of segregation. Yeah. Um every star system is kind of held by only one race of alien. And there's only like three races for 18 quintillion planets. Hey, depending on your theories, um that's probably still too much. <laughs> okay. I, I think the opposite, but I think the opposite. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Just kind of maybe when we can do base building and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how much this kind of engine can handle. You know, if this version of the game could do something like that, mm-hmm. or maybe No Man's Sky Two actually has like fully fleshed out cities and. And things. Well, yeah, I mean, and then and it makes me think, possible. like, your character, you as a person, if you have to learn all those three races, languages, and things, you learn knowledge about them, what race are you? Um, that's an excellent point. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I like about the game, that it, it there's nothing – you seem to be different from the other three. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're even surprised to see you, right? Yeah. Uh, but – but you're a blank canvas. You are whatever you want to be, right? You don't have a name. You don't have a face. You don't have – you kind of just have a whatever purpose you want. So then maybe there's four alien races, races, species. Races. Races, yeah. species, <laughs> yeah. races, alien races yeah. in, in the universe. That's a new word, yeah. races. Yep. 
races, the plural of races. Um, I think you're the fourth uh, race in the in the universe. Apparently, mm-hmm. I mean, and there's hints. I mean, no, no, there's there's a lot of lore and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a good one. Um, so I've kind of gone through all my notes. You've I gone think. through all your notes. I think. Yeah. I really just wanted to kind of touch on the hate. And the hype without going too deep into it. Um, and talk about the crazy awesomeness and how everyone can play. Like, it's not a game for everybody. There, my, my roommate thinks it's a waste of time. But, <laughs> but we'll still play it. He'll still play it. Um, but he thinks it's a waste of time. Um, and I did. I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about, like, how different people play the game. Right. And, and how you can talked have... about several different ways to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. And... And so uh, I just want to wrap up with um, – so let's let's start uh, uh, some plugs and things. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning, you are uh, my co-host on Geek Therapy, which is a very, very uh, strange and wonderful podcast. <laughs> it's great. I think it's great, but I also think it's very weird now. <laughs> you and, think it's and weird. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, so just to give people a sample of kind of the type of thing that we do there um, – uh, I sent you this article on No Man's Sky about the the guy on Reddit who talked about um, his OCD symptoms. Right, and we're totally going to talk about that this week. Um, yeah, and 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 I want to talk about it right now to give kind of a sample <gasps> of that, which is that um, so this guy um, shared this story about how he has. He didn't go into specifics if it was like diagnosed OCD or anything like that. Right. But he talked about how by playing the game and seeing how large the world was and seeing kind of an seeing it kind of as an impossible I may be paraphrasing, right? But yeah. but this is my interpretation that it's it was so the whole universe is so large that he could spend all that time to do everything on one planet, or he could go on to another one and discover something new. And I think also what pushed him was the idea that because there are 18 quintillion planets, that it would be completely futile. Impossible to, even to do att- that, yeah. Yeah, to even start, quote-unquote, being all OCD about scanning well, everything well, and finding a, everything. A, a completionist. There are, yeah, And I yeah. am, I try to be that way with games. I mm-hmm. were, I don't necessarily try, but that's how I do it. Um, yeah. sometimes I give up because there are certain things I'm like, I'm never going to be able to get that and I can let it go. But yeah. I definitely see my like anxiety level go up when a game is yeah overwhelming yeah. like that with so many things to do and see. And I, I have to do it all. I have to catch them all. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and so this guy goes into detail explaining that and kind of how he reaches this insight that, it, it's not possible mm-hmm. to to complete it all, and that he talks about like leaving that first planet without having done it all, and realizing that everything was gonna be okay, and it didn't matter. And, and it crossed what, over into his real life. Exactly, because yeah. again, that insight he picked it up from the game, and it was that aha moment that. I think the title of the post was um, No Man's Sky Did Something for Me That No Therapist Ever Did. Yeah. And then and he started the article by saying, by no offense <laughs> to therapists out there. Yeah. 
Um, I know that you do a lot of good work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things where, I mean, and and we go through this all the time where we like we're pushing for that aha moment, right? To to kind of so that that a, a client will have some sort of clarity, and they. Sometimes that comes from the strangest places, and sometimes it comes from a video game. Mm-hmm. And that's what geek therapy is all about. That's what we do on that show. <laughs> we talk yeah. about media and games and, and all sorts of stuff. All to, kinds uh, of awesome yeah, mental to, health and yep. geeky things. To kind things. of get that. And, um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's what geek therapy is all about. So you can check that out at geektherapy.com. Uh, again, it's a very weird but wonderful uh, podcast it's that so I love fun. doing with you every week, Lara. And I do. And, and I so love giving you. you a hard time every week. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. And so, and so thank you for uh, coming on Headshots and uh, geeking out a little over No Man's Sky with me. Mm-hmm. I know you had a pretty interesting perspective with you and, and, and Nina's uh, play styles and experience. Oh, yeah. And so for more headshots, headshotspodcast.com, at headshotscast on Twitter. And you can find Lara's information uh, over at Geek Therapy or at Geek Therapist on Twitter. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.